Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will now precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, 
and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then, when, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the reading of the gospel. St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept, but at midnight there was a cry. Here comes the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for the message today comes from our gospel reading. Let's pray. O Lord, you have claimed us as your own and give us strength to always be ready. 
for your return in glory. Help us to let others know of your great love for them, and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. In the Gospel reading, we heard this, but at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But they answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. It's our text. I read a, a little story. It's about Robbie Robbins, an Air Force pilot during the first uh, Iraq War. Uh, it was his three, after his 300th mission, he was surprised to be given permission to immediately pull his crew together and fly his plane home. They flew across the ocean to Massachusetts, then there was a long drive to western Pennsylvania. They drove all night, and his buddies dropped him off at the edge of his driveway just as the sun was coming up. But he looked up, and there was this big banner across the garage that said, Welcome home, Dad. Uh, and I was surprised, because how in the world did they know? I mean, no one had called. The crew themselves really hadn't expected to leave so quickly. And he relates, he writes, he says, uh, when I walked into the house, the kids about half dressed for school screamed, Daddy. And then Susan came running down the hall looking terrific, hair fixed up, makeup on, and a uh, beautiful yellow dress. And I asked, how did you know? With tears of joy, she answered, I didn't. Once we knew the war was over, we knew you'd be coming home one of these days. We knew that you'd try to surprise us, so we were ready every day. Be ready. You know, Jesus likes to talk about weddings. Today he tells us about uh, waiting for the bridegroom to arrive so the wedding feast could begin. Now, in that day, uh, it was the groom that was the center of attention. Uh, not so much today. Today it's the bride, right? I mean, everyone waits for her arrival, even if she's late, uh, sometimes really late. Everyone is gracious and, and waits patiently because today is, she is the bride, right? When she arrives, every moment of the bride is photographed. Everyone uh, stands where, when she enters the church, everyone stares at that beautiful dress. And uh, the groom is the guy who's standing there sweating next to the pastor, right? Uh, and, and he's the lucky one who has won the love of the beautiful woman walking down the aisle. But in Jesus' day, it was different. It was the groom for whom everyone waited expectantly. It seemed that often the bridegroom was delayed because he was negotiating with the bride's family about the gift to give to them in return for their daughter. Often the negotiations would be, de be delayed often by the uh, bride's parents as a way of communicating uh, that they thought that their daughter was worth a lot more, right, than what the groom had offered in his initial gift. And so in Jesus' parable, the bridesmaids are waiting for such a delay in his arrival. Even though the groom was delayed, they were ready for his arrival and to escort him into the wedding feast. Now, five of them were not ready. I mean, they had time to get extra oil that they needed, but they did not feel this sense of urgency 
to do so right away. And so when the groom arrived, they had to rush to the store to go ahead and buy more oil. The problem was that when they returned and were looking for entrance into the feast, they were considered no different than uninvited seekers. The feast had begun. The doors had been locked. It was too late. There's a story I read as I was working on this sermon about a pastor telling this parable to a group of, of these wise and foolish girls to a, a group of teenage boys, and he concluded his address with a rhetorical question asking, young men, I ask you, where would you rather be, here in the light at the feast of the bridegroom or out there in the dark with a group of foolish young girls? <laughs> One man responded pretty quickly, out in the dark with a group of foolish young girls, sir. You know, uh, clever answer, but not really the answer Jesus was looking for here. Jesus is making it clear that it was not a good thing to be caught unprepared for something that you know for certain is going to happen, right? All of those, uh, all the women knew that the bridegroom would come, that he would take them into the wedding feast. They didn't know exactly when he would come. But they knew no matter how late it got that he would eventually arrive. It had been pointed out that they, uh, those that had taken along the extra oil with them for their lamps must have looked a little bit silly. I mean, weddings took place in the daytime, and, and at the latest he would arrive in early evening. And so why lug along a bunch of extra bottles of oil uh, just in case it doesn't make sense? Uh, they complicated their lives by preparing themselves for something that was highly unlikely to happen. Uh, those whom Jesus called wise could have been seen to, uh, more like neurotic planners, right, who were preoccupied with just what might go wrong. The others, uh, other five, would come along with enough oil just to see them through the time uh, that the bridegroom was expected to appear. Uh, nothing could be more sensible, right? But it is that first group, in the end, the wise ones. They were prepared. They were prepared for the appearance of the bridegroom. The others were not. Uh, those that had no oil for their lamps hurried to the corner store to go ahead and buy some more. But remember, it's midnight. They had to get the shopkeeper out of bed, buy more oil. It was too late. The door to the wedding feast was shut. They banged at the door, but time had run out. They begged to be let in, and this voice comes out saying, Certainly not. I don't know you. Now, that's a disturbing end of Jesus' parable, isn't it? Those who thought they had it all worked out, thinking that the others were just a little bit too serious, in the end were the foolish ones who were locked out. Now, that was then. But what about today? What can we learn from this parable of Jesus? Well, one of the first things we can learn is that Jesus, the bridegroom, is coming, right? I mean, this parable, a parable of earthly story with a heavenly meaning here, so there's sort of two stories here going on. Uh, you know, the, this parable, along with the rest of Scripture, leaves no doubt in our mind that the bridegroom is coming, that Jesus is coming again. We don't know precisely when, when he will come again, but he is definitely returning. This may not be the most popular idea in our world today, a, a materialistic, self-centered culture. Uh, sometimes we might look like idiots believing in the second coming of Jesus, but it will happen. The bridegroom, Jesus, will arrive. 
Secondly, it's clear that Jesus' return has been delayed a bit, right? It might seem that there's a long time between his first coming uh, and God, and, and, and first, first and second coming in God's eyes, but two, three thousand years, or really nothing. The Bible tells us without a doubt that we are now living in the last times before Jesus will come again. In Peter's second letter, he reminds us, uh, 2 Peter 3, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And thirdly, this parable of Jesus is all about waiting. It's all about being ready. You know, Jesus is telling us that God has graciously given us a time of waiting so that everyone has a chance to get ready. Paul reminds us in 1 Timothy 2, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So Jesus is delaying this return in order to, so that everyone who has never heard of his dying and rising to life will be given a chance to know the Savior. He's delaying to give all those maybe who have heard but have rejected what Jesus is offering, or maybe they're waiting to take Jesus seriously until another day, another chance to get ready. He's delaying so that no one can have the excuse that they didn't have time to get ready for his return. He, he is delaying his return to give the church, to you and me, to give every person in our family and community that chance to hear about Jesus and respond to that good news. Now is the time. Don't wait to talk to that neighbor who has no church connections or that family member who's in danger of not being ready for Christ's return or that person who's not ready for their death, whichever comes first. Now is the time to invite that person to Bible study, to our Advent and Christmas services, to, to Sunday Bible class, let them, to help them be ready for the coming of the bridegroom. Now is the time. Now is the time if you if you have fallen away from the church in Jesus, or if you really don't know uh, about Jesus and what he's offering, then now is the time to do something about it. Paul expresses that urgency in this when he says in Romans 13, the hour has come for, already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. You know, it's easy to think that we've got plenty of time before we need to worry about the second coming of Christ. But we don't do that in other areas, do we? I mean, property owners don't leave uh, cleaning up the, the grass and cleaning out the gutters until, you know, maybe a wildfire might come. Uh, the owners of cars don't, serve, uh, don't leave servicing their cars until they break down, right? I mean, we know how dangerous it is to leave a ball of tires on our car uh, and we don't want to wait until an accident to do something about it. When we know how important it is to do those things, yet so many people think that being ready for Jesus coming is not important. For all sorts of reasons, people stop going to church uh, until eventually God has stopped being a part of their life. Faith is forgotten. Children grow up without anyone showing them who God is. Eternity is at stake here, my friends. 
In 2 Corinthians 6, Paul tells you, Paul tells us, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. So be ready. Be ready, Jesus is saying, to honor God above all things, to trust in Christ for forgiveness and eternal life. Take time to know your good and gracious God and his plan for you eternally. Read and study his word. Be ready to be diligent in prayer. Be ready by, by helping and caring for those who need comfort, help, and support. Or to use the imagery of the parable, let's keep our lambs lit and ready, waiting for that inevitable coming of the bridegroom. There will be, there will come a day when Jesus will return. To, we're told in the readings today, the dead will rise and enter eternal glory. The door will be shut. Then it will be too late. Those who are not ready are left outside. I don't want anyone to hear that dreadful sentence. I never knew. Notice that he doesn't say, I never loved you, or I never called you, or I never drew you to myself. He only says, I never knew you because you never bothered to know me. It's interesting we begin this church, we begin the church here in Advent in a few weeks here uh, as we eagerly anticipate the coming of Jesus in the flesh in Bethlehem. But in the last couple weeks, uh, last couple Sundays of the church here are pretty similar. We are looking ahead again, aren't we? We are eagerly anticipating the coming of Jesus again in glory. We start the church here and in the church in some way, looking ahead for Jesus. Now this parable, it, it's, to coin the phrase, it's tough love, isn't it? It's hard-hitting parable of judgment. It, it strikes at the core of our half-heartedness on our lukewarmness. It is hard at how uncommitted we are to Jesus and his church. It strikes out against all those good intentions we had but never got around to fulfilling them. Good intentions that I've heard many times of, well, one day in the future I'll get serious about Jesus. One day in the future, I'll get around to studying the Bible seriously. Someday, I'll get around to setting aside a time to spend time with God in prayer. You know, when I retire, I'll have time to devote more time to church activities. So, and you know, there's always plenty of time to get into religion more deeply and take, take it seriously later. The words of Jesus in this parable shout at those that as saying that leaving everything to one day in the future may just be too late, Jesus says, watch out, because you do not know the day of the hour. Let's face it, we will always be a lot like those foolish ones, right? Sometimes we'll be less committed, less prepared than Jesus required. We're sinners, we can't help ourselves. But in humility and honesty, what do we do? We turn to Jesus. We ask for his help. We ask for his forgiveness for our failure to be that committed disciple uh, that one waiting for his return. And it is only because of Jesus that we're going to end up on the right side of that closed door, the side where the party takes place, right? We're asking Jesus to keep us alert, to be living members, of, living as members of his family, to, to forgive us for the times when we say someday we'll get around to it. To keep us awake to the fact that we need to be ready for the day that he will return, or the day that we'll die. Be ready. Robert Capone, 
writes this, he says uh, on these parables of judgment, we do indeed need to watch for him because it would be such a pity to miss all the fun. Be ready. You just never know when Jesus will come again. I want you to be ready because I'm going to see you in eternity too. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.